Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 288, episode five of the Daily Zeitgeist. This is still a production of iHeartRadio. This is still a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Friday. We love Friday around here. It's May 26, 2023. My name. Oh, also, if it's May 26, got to let you know what day it is. National Cooler Day, National Don't Fry Day, National Blueberry Cheesecake Day, National Paper Airplane Day, National Road Trip Day, and National Don't Fry Day for all the fair-skinned people out there. Be good about putting protection on. The sun is intense. You don't want to turn all red and be, you know, just a walking skin hazard. Please. Sun ruined my life. I look a thousand years old. Okay, pipe down, man. We'll get to you. Pipe down. We're going to get to you. All right. We got a wild one already. I, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I already when I when I oh no, when I had to put this group together today, I was like, fuck, this is going to be a completely off the rails episode. And you know what? We embrace the chaos and turn it into something beautiful. So guess what? Let me introduce myself. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. I heard you tried on spaces back at half past two. Awkward silence while intently tuning on you. Political opponents now dunking hard on you. Oh, uh oh. You suck at launches. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> I don't mean SpaceX. Twitter space killed a political star. Twitter space killed a political star. Okay, uh, shout out at Schweitzay on uh, Twitter for that one. Love uh, video killed the radio star. Obviously, talking about Ron DeSantis, which we will be talking about a little bit today. And I'm thrilled. Look, Fuck it. Just bring the fucking chaos. Today's fucking co-host is none other than the Lord of Chaos, Big Plumpers himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Please welcome Blake Wexler! <laughs> oh no. Blake <laughs> like Wexler, that. a.k.a. Plump up my hams. Plump them up. Hey, plumper them up. This is an iHeartMedia production for... What are we going to write out on, Miles? Tell us, my co-host. That's the fucking end. That's oh, the last part. I told you, please stick with the script. It's very easy to follow along with. 
um, at the end. My mistake. Before we things out of order, I gotta I gotta do is just just some quick updates. Well, we've been mm-hmm. saying this at the top of every show. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting pretty soon, we're gonna be starting uh, a little trying out a new publication schedule uh, in the That's summer. Okay. So we're gonna have eight episodes a week. Worry not, there will still be eight episodes a week. But mm-hmm. the difference being is there will only be one Friday episode and one Monday episode. Then starting Tuesday through th- or Friday, whatever, you, or Tuesday through Thursday, you're going to get your whole two episodes a day. But it allows us to take a pause for a second because we've been doing mm-hmm. this like nonstop. So we can kind of do like new stuff and kind of keep things fresh. You know, Jack and I want to keep the relationship fresh. Yeah. So we're doing this yeah. not just for you, but for us as well. So we appreciate that. I, I think that. the 340 episodes you were doing a week actually was not enough. I think you're going in the wrong direction. A lot of people have said that. Some people in my DMs were asking, they're like, what about more shows? And I was like, I yeah. don't know if I have the bandwidth to do that already. Well, uh, but anything anyway. without your listeners, but go ahead. That's true. No, Zyking makes this thing happen. So we appreciate you. So yeah, uh, it'll be fun time. So we're going to have some new kind of stuff going on. And I think you're going to like it. Uh, but, f- but fuck all that. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get to the guest today. Whatever. It's just a chaos-filled episode. Allow me to bring in the Advice King. The Mr. Cold Brew got me like uh, the foremost, I don't know, expert on YouTube and everything esoteric, (laughs) I feel like. You know what I mean? And also, are you running for office? Do I have that right? Oh, yes. Okay. We'll bring it in. uh, Future local politician, Chris Crofton! Oh, what's up? I You think I'm going to be crazy today? You're wrong. I'm a politician mm-hmm. now. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to be totally this will normal be used against talk me. about both sides. <laughs> the sanest Wait, career. What, are, what Wait, about Chris, both sides? Chris, since last you were on, <laughs> I've seen that you were filing the, the relevant documents to run yes. for office locally in Nashville. Yes. Yes. So I moved back to Nashville at the, like the end of September, and I went. Well, I whatever I went here, I was here, and then uh, I live in Madison. No, how did you get there? That's what we're <laughs> all wondering. There? What it's was already, the needs of trees? It's already going to be a there. very boring segment. The audience like, oh man, I was hoping he's going to talk about metal detecting again. <laughs> uh, so I, I moved to Madison, which is like where it's all vape shops and um, payday loan places, you know. And so it's mm-hmm. not New Nashville. So it's like this New mm-hmm. Nashville, you know. Everybody's like, we, you know, it's the lollipop forest and all that shit. So I, I moved to this part of town where the roads are all, well, wh- like wagon tracks. Right. I huh. said wagon tracks. I went down to the city council and I said wagon tracks to him like four times real loud. And and so anyway, the roads Not here. Not chant, by the way. I think that's. there's Hi, a, sir. A big, can we help you? Wagon tracks. Wagon the ro- tracks. The roads here are trashed, right? So the roads here are trashed. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch. There's no public transportation of, of any note. It's humiliating to wait for the bus. You just stand in like some weeds. It's fucking horrible. So we got one neighborhood up here that's like four feet out of Lollipop Town. This new Nashville, you know, I'm up from Nashville. I'm like 10 minutes up the road, you know, and this is much more real in the sense of it's much more poor. Right. And, you know, real meaning like. Just working class people. I mean, real meaning you don't like it. You know what I mean? Like real is supposed to be, you know, it's I like it because it reminds me of old Nashville before it had like hot and cold running like micro brews or whatever the fuck. And. And anyway, so I'm like up here and I'm like, okay, the roads here are trashed. There's a homeless encampment in the woods. There's like, and then there's just Nashville, like, which is just booming with, and they're just keep putting up these luxury hotels and things. So I was like, they, so the big thing was they, they said the Titans, of course, threatened to leave if they don't get a new stadium, which is what Mm -hmm. NFL teams do, you know, and nobody can say no to them because like, you know, because they'll go to Vegas or something. Yeah. They'll go crazy. Like the whole world will go crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh. 
you know, you, you can't say no to the Titans, but I also think you should say no to the Titans when they do this to you, which is they ask for a new stadium and they cut a deal where we give Nashville, the city gives like $700 million to the, to the stadium, but it's even more than that. But there's like $700 million in tax dollars right. going to the NFL. Yeah. When we got people full of kratom standing in the weeds waiting for the bus that comes erratically like there's no there's 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 traffic here this place i used to live here when it was empty and and i don't i don't expect it to be empty like when i moved here in 2001 there was nobody here and i understand that's not sustainable but right. i liked it because you could just go around and rock them you know you could just i had my band and you just pay <laughs> 200 dollars a month rent you get drunk and you tell everybody what's what that's right. a great town to me that is a good town yeah <laughs> but that you know that's not and you know people eventually will catch on to the rent being like 200 dollars, and then people come here right so like growth is fine but like we just have but yeah let's have the wealth distributed properly so everybody is benefiting from it right, right. what yes, Miles was I, saying trickle down the wealth i think is what miles yeah was saying. yeah yeah we need to give more course. money to the people at the top is it's not yes. falling down fast enough thank yeah. you so more gravity up top yeah, it'll we come just down are not faster. stacking enough money it's, at the top because it will not come down you get right. it <laughs> it's, it's like right. one of those machines at the gas station where they have like the pennies you know that, that <laughs> i with thought the, you were gonna say you push if you push harder on the gas pump lever, more gas comes out faster. <laughs> yeah, it's like That's the gas another station. Platform. Yeah, it's yeah. like if, yeah, it's like if you don't squeeze hard enough at the gas station, it's the same mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so anyway, I, I went down to the stadium hearing, and I don't know if you guys have heard the audio from it. I I have it. You know, you can hear it. I just yeah, I, I just hear that. I I could play it. I, I I don't. It's two minutes long, but it's me yelling at. Not yelling, because I'm running for real. That's one thing. I'm running for Metro Council mm -hmm. at large is mm -hmm. the office, Me meaning it's not tied to a particular district. So I'm right. running at large all of Davidson County. There's five selected. There's 21 people running. And I'm not doing this as a stunt. And I just I went down to the stadium and I and I I thought I was going to wait to watch this. This proceedings, they were deciding whether to approve the stadium and the stadium deal. Mm -hmm. And it was already done like they, they the activists had to get like had to be activists just to get a hearing. But then the right. hearing was like, everybody just sort of like, I can't even, it's too long a story, but one side of the hall was people wearing loafers, Gucci loafers with no socks for real. And the mm -hmm. other side was like all black. I mean, it was like, it was like white and black. It was, it mm -hmm. was not that extreme, but it was like the white people in the, in the fleece vests Right. And the fucking loafers with no socks just got up and said, we want a stadium because it's fun and we can smoke cigars in it. And then a bunch of people of color, teachers, like regular people got up and made good points. And they sided with the guys who want to smoke cigars. Yeah, you of know? course. And, and, and it was to see that if it was not, it would have made me mad if there wasn't taxpayer money involved. Yeah, Just yeah. the attitude. But the fact that mm -hmm. they were giving away tax money. And it was like very stark because I don't know why there was like weird intimidation things happening. The reason I know why you could tell the difference in color between the people who are pro stadium and anti stadium is because they divided us when we got there. You had to get in a line that Yikes. said pro and a line that said against, which I already thought was weird. But I got up and I didn't even thought they said, well, you can't go in to sit because the Titans already paid a ton of people to be here and they all filled the, the place already. They had a picnic. The Titans had a picnic for people in the afternoon. To be well, there. that's how how you warm up for activism is with a light <laughs> light or dirt. Yeah, well, it was a weekday, so they it was whoever got there first got to speak for two hours. So the pro stadium people got two hours, and then a bunch of people, yeah. anti stadium people had like kids and stuff. Regular people had to go right. home. Yeah. So anyway, I I got in there and I just I didn't I just wanted I realized they were going to pass it, 
So I just said, this is socialism, not because I hate socialism. Of course, the first person that came at me was a liberal saying, "You, why do you got to put down socialism? And I was like, I'm not putting down socialism. I'm saying socialism to these people because they don't, they think Corporate it's welfare. peak capitalism. Yeah. They think it's peak capitalism because NFL's involved. So they're like, NFL's capitalism, but you're giving them cap taxpayer money. Doesn't matter, NFL, you know? And so I was just there to say, I said it was like putting up a gold statue of Stalin. I said, I said it was, I said it was, I said crazy shit because I wanted to say stuff in that chamber that they had not heard. Yeah. But I mainly got to say, this is corruption and you guys know it. And it felt so good because when I do stand up, all I do is complain about corruption. Yeah. Well, not all. And I also do jokes about how people who smoke pot have mustard on their pants. But they, <laughs> but you know, I, you I got to true. Yeah, you got to do something. Bits, yeah. You can't just get up yeah. there and talk about the, the division of wealth. But um, <laughs> anyway, so it was like a very, it was an amazing moment for me because I realized, oh, wait, this is like doing stand up, but for people who don't want to hear it. Like, mm. well, that's not that different either. Sure. So, like, I know no, it's, <laughs> it's not identical. that different. But, but hearing, saying this stuff about, you know, corruption to people who are actually doing the corruption felt good. And yeah. so then I thought, well, I should run for office. And then, I mean, the amount of support I've had has been just absutely amazing. People have been like, yes. So yeah. we'll see. Well, hey, I just want to be a nice guy. Yeah. I, look, hey, for those of you that are able, you know, check out uh, Chris Crofton's campaign running for mm-hmm. the at-large district. Okay. Metro Council at-large, Nashville, Tennessee. You can go to Vote Blue, and I'm raising money there. I haven't got my account all the way set up. <laughs> um, so you know don't you go there put your don't go up. there don't go there yeah. for a little while go okay. go there in a couple of days okay we'll but come, i'm not we'll kidding vote blue well, yeah when you launch your uh your fundraising arm uh all right chris we're gonna somehow get to know you even better than that uh <laughs> yeah, that but was, first yeah. let's tease some of the stories we may get to not even sure might may, might not even be worth saying what we might talk I'd about because i know part. this is going to be <laughs> wide-ranging uh we're gonna obviously talk about ron DeSantis's twitter campaign announcement because it was a fucking disaster of Hell the highest yeah. order uh you'd love mm-hmm. to see that and we might even talk about how winnie the pooh is going to save texas school children from mass shootings not sure how that's going to work and also the new barbie movie finally did what the fans wanted which was include aqua's barbie girl track in the trailer the cowards have finally done it so we'll talk about that and also just the background between that song and Mattel, because apparently that might be sort of the source of the tension between the film and that song not being used. Uh, but hmm. obviously, well, fuck all that. Chris who gives a shit about all what's that? something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. OK, yeah, I've kind of you guys know this a little. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but people who listen to my podcast, Colbrew got me like may know a little bit about this guy. I don't know if you guys know A.J. Weberman. Are you familiar with A.J. Weberman? Mm-mm. I'm not. Mm-mm garbology does that does that ring a bell is that the study of trash <laughs> yeah <laughs> is- well he invented the name of it and he's like very fired up about it and so are his friends They're like he invented that name he whoa this guy it. looks like he's into garbology he is that coming from you guys that honking or is that on my street i think the it's def- in your brain yeah no it's all like, oh you don't even hear it okay it doesn't no. matter okay thank you thank you right for your support um <laughs> oh it is the study of cool. trash i was making a joke that okay, is no. actually what garbology well, is all well right. no it's a made-up word by a.j weberman a.j weberman it was a guy who, who was obsessed with bob dylan mm-hmm, and right. he um went through bob dylan's trash most famously and like actually found some shit that was like pretty interesting when bob dylan lived in new york before he moved to malibu and so this is in like 71, 70. And I think Bob was like 
kind of interested in this guy. Like they would run in, the West Village at that time was a pretty small community. So he would they would run into each other. And and I think maybe Bob thought for a minute that he needed A.J. Weberman to like connect him to the street or something because he had, you know, he'd already gone through his. London, you know, his tour of England, you know, which they made the great movie Don't Look Back about where he had wild hair and was on speed. And then he like had his motorcycle accident and which many people think was an excuse just for him to recover from speed and to like go to Woodstock and try and get healthy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but then all his fans were mad because he was this revolutionary. And then all of a sudden he put out Nashville Skyline, which was like an instrumental record, kind of like him singing like. You know, out of nowhere, his fans were like, what the fuck? Because they'd already like invested in like, you know, whatever people thought they needed for the revolution. They already had supplies and shit, you know? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Bob Dylan's like, so they were like, oh my God, you fucking sellout piece of shit. (laughs) And that was A.J. Weberman. He was like, you abandoned the revolution. So he ran into Dylan on the street and he. He just had a conversation with him, but it turns out he has like a, a photographic memory or something. So he wrote down every word that Dylan said to him on the street. And he's like, I'm going to publish this in underground newspapers. He also had Dylan's phone number because Dylan gave it to him and hung out with him for a brief period. Hmm. But he was so he's like, I'm going to publish these interviews. And Dylan's like, man, those weren't interviews. I was just talking to you on the street. Those aren't <laughs> interviews. And he's like, well, they're interviews to me. I took them. I wrote them down. This right. guy's like got something wrong with him a little. You know, he's smart, but he's also got something wrong with him. You're I would sure. probably say he. Well, I don't know what's the matter with him, but writing, he's got some... writing it down from memory and calling it an interview is such a superpower too. <laughs> then he's yeah. calling him. He's yeah. calling him from payphones to talk about this because this is before cell phones, you know. So he's calling Bob Dylan on pay. Bob Dylan's talking to him for a half an hour, but it turns out he's recording Bob Dylan talking. Uh-huh. And he's explaining to Bob Dylan, I'm going to use these interviews. And Bob Dylan's going, no, nah, man, those weren't interviews. Stop calling them interviews. It was a conversation, you know, and he was telling Bob Dylan what he said. And Bob right. Dylan actually was saying, like, I said that? He's like, what does that mean? So, Bob <laughs> Dylan, you get the closest picture of Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan's insecure as hell. He did not want these. He's, he, he was like, anyway, so you get to see this side of Bob Dylan that's kind of amazing. And you get a guy who's not intimidated by Bob Dylan. So he's calling Bob <laughs> Dylan a pig and a sellout and stuff. Right, it's right. incredible. Anyway, I'm just going to play you a little bit of it. Where's my fucking phone? Here it is. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, if you don't like Bob Dylan, it doesn't even matter because it's just a showdown between... To be able to talk to Bob Dylan without fear, you have to have something wrong with you. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So Bob Dylan was took it. But I get that generationally. I'm like, I'll fucking, I'll pull up to Bob Dylan and Jacob Dylan. I don't well, give yeah, a fuck. Now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, oh, people are always <laughs> yeah, right now. People, time, are, yeah. people are choking out Bob Dylan, but right and left <laughs> these days. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here's him talking about, this is an excerpt from his phone call talking about uh, Bob Dylan's albums, Nashville Skyline. And the one that followed it that everybody hated too, which was Self-Portrait. Both of them were like, one was a covers album, Self-Portrait, and the other was just like, Lay, lady, lay. Which is a great song, but it's not, you know, oh, uh, the, the Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll or whatever. You know, I mean, it's right. like a different, a tone right. change from like, let, blown in the wind, you know, let's go, you know, Masters of War to all of a sudden, lay, lady, lay. <laughs> big deal. So big difference. Here we go. And then I told him that Nashville Skyline sucked while self portrait was a stone ripoff since many people bought it, played it once, and stuck it under <laughs> shell. <laughs> okay, he said. So then I told him Nashville <laughs> He's reading he's reading he's reading his transcript to Bob Dylan on the phone and he's saying, So then I told him Nashville Skyline sucked and self portrait was a stone ripoff. And mm-hmm. Bob D- and he said, and Bob Dylan said that you said that there were two good songs on 
only two good songs on self-portrait. And then Bob Dylan says, there's more than two good songs on there, man. I know I said that, but there's more than two good songs on there. And that's, that's just the part I like. Here we go. And then I told him that Nashville Skyline sucked while self-portrait was a stone ripoff since many people bought it, played it once, and stuck it on their shelf. These are albums related to objective reality. Don't respond quietly. Well, they were two good songs on self-portrait. Days of 49, Copper Seven. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you know, you don't have to change this, man, but I'll, I'll, I'll say there were more than two. Okay, well, if that didn't work out, you guys have a nice day, and I'm going to turn my mic off. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, that was, you know that was Chris's plug Sit. section, actually. Chris, That's what yeah. he wanted to promote is A.J. Weberman's interviews. Go, with go listen to A.J. Weberman. There's also a 2006 documentary on YouTube right now about A.J. Weberman. It was a BBC I guess sanctioned documentary. It's about AJ uh, Weberman and his friends who all got left behind by Dylan. They all took acid and thought there was going to be a revolution, and they all ended up just zonked out of their minds. And Bob Dylan <laughs> moved to Malibu, which I think is a big, big picture. I did want to tie, tie that into what we're all dealing with is like oh, the '60s mm-hmm. people. You know, the '60s people that promised a lot and then just stole all the money instead. Yeah, and left a bunch of true believers in their wake. And that's where AJ Weberman's on the right track because he's saying to Dylan, "Man, he's what like the fuck." Because Dylan's like, I don't have to answer for anything I wrote. And he's like, well, yeah, you do. Because a lot of people believed it, mm-hmm. you know, and that means that you are responsible. Me and all my friends are all acid casualties who thought we were having a revolution. <laughs> and now you're moving to Malibu. And 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 Bob Dylan, I, I think for a minute, was interested in that message. He's like, hmm, that's interesting. But then he ended up attacking A.J. Weberman. He rode up on a bicycle and attacked A.J. We- AJ Weberman and beat him up. And that was the last oh time I talked God. to him. He moved oh, to Culver shit. City instead of Malibu. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> As a, a compromise. A.J. <laughs> Weberman's friend, who's so impressed that A.J. ever knew Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. So he has like a posse just from ever talking to Bob Dylan. So A.J. Weberman's acid casualty friend, a- he goes, well, A.J. had a relationship with him, though. A.J. had a relationship. With him. And A.J. goes, well, I didn't really have a relationship with him. And he goes, he goes I knew him for a minute. And, he, and then the, his acid casualty friend goes, you can't unring that bell. There you go. I like that. You definitely can't. Uh, here's a bell, Chris, that I want you to ring. What's something that's overrated? NFL stadiums. NFL stadiums are for the 1%. If there's no middle class, they're just a giant cigar bar. Yeah, truly. The Tennessee Titans rushing game. That's what's over, that's what's overrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's the other Pass thing. The it's ball. like, I don't, I mean, technically you could take all the football stadiums and fucking throw them in the ocean as far as I'm concerned, yeah. because all mm-hmm. I got, all I care about is fucking weirdos yelling at Bob Dylan. So, you know, <laughs> that's I don't my even, NFL. That's seriously. Yeah. But I mean, if someone shakes you down, like if the NFL says we get a new stadium or else, the correct yeah. response when you have no streets and you have r- torn up streets and bad education and homeless camps in the woods, then you say, fuck or off. else go we'll be take the fucking, or else. And, and it'll never happen. No, they'll never no. say no. No, yeah. They'll I mean, never it, say no. It happens everywhere. It happened in Inglewood with SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. The Cronkies have a real track record of that. It's like St. Louis. People in St. Louis will tell you the same thing. Like, look what they did by yeah. taking all of these subsidies to build the fucking stadium while parts of the city are crumbling. Yeah, right. it's like it's just like Do this, they own yeah. Arsenal also? Yeah, the Cronkies also Cronkies? own Arsenal. Yeah. Who yeah. are they? The Cronky family. They own like every Cronkies. Denver sports team. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy owns a construction company. His wife <sighs> is a Walton of Walmart. We should outlaw construction companies too. Oh, I mean, this guy, like the the amounts I'm of sick money of are buildings <laughs> are fucking obscene. Uh, nothing I, good. I, about, I don't get to live in any of them. I don't like, get to live in any way, of those. But buildings. they made a ton no of money because his, no, he's married. Uh-huh. To, he's married to Walmart money, and basically being like, every Walmart we build, we'll use your company, honey. 
and keep all the money in the family and then just double just over and over and over again. Marjorie Taylor First. Greene is the is the daughter of a construction million billion uh, not billionaire but millionaire. I mean Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene is funded the reason she's able to run around with no job. Yes, yeah, unless got, you count what she does money. as a job. Is she's rich I from know. construction. Yeah. 100%. Construction needs to be outlawed. Thank you. Only destruction. Yeah, yeah. destruction. <laughs> Legalized destruction. I want to hear about somebody who got rich from destruction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what's the thing is underrated? Uh, the middle class. Mm. The middle that's class. I, that's all. It's on my mind. Candidate the middle class and go off. It's the missing piece. We don't talk about it. We keep acting like if it there's exists. an honest discussion of the lack of a middle class, then everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. Where did the middle class go? They went crazy. That's where they went. They they shot they shot they bought guns they 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 ended up on opiates their towns are abandoned and boarded up anyone who's driven across the country can see every town in the middle of the country that used to have a marching band and an Elks Lodge is now boarded up where right. did those people go they went crazy that's where they went they went fucking crazy they became QAnon they became shooters they became all the middle class is is. What this country, the only reason this country has stability. I mean, you take away someone's economic security and you yeah. make them a nut. Poverty is the ultimate radicalizer. That's not my quote, but that's it. So it's so dumb to talk about the symptoms of all this. Crime rates are going up. Things we yeah. need. Mental health crisis. Where's the mental health crisis coming from? All the people that used to have jobs. That's where all the people used to have jobs that weren't $5 an hour fucking putting Jeff Bezos's underwear in a in a box. <laughs> if if someone wants to edit part. my response to this question from yesterday to Chris's response to what's underrated today, where my response was, watch a TV show in the middle of the day, was my response to what's underrated. Oh That's God. pretty good. Take a break. The middle class. Oh, Take a break. Hell. He's out here being like, the middle class has fucking vanished. It's been what, a war what, since what, the steady what, war since the late sixties. What really told me, like, it's just that <laughs> that stadium thing was really part of it. it was just yeah. like they kind of try and act like this is a working class experience, like it's the Pittsburgh Steelers in nineteen seventy two. Yeah, how much is a season ticket? You know, I don't even know. I know like the games are like. $200 tickets or I mean you can't oh, yeah, get yeah. in the upper deck NFL tickets are insane you cannot get so this is not what they're selling it as they're selling it as like with this smoke and mirrors thing there's still a middle class and there's still a bunch of working class people that don't even exist because they're all the working class people are you know um, well whatever they're not there's not a working class necessarily there's a service class mm-hmm. there's a service class there's a bunch of people working for low wages in in customer service rich people service jobs right anyway yeah. so those people are not going to the game they don't have the money so yeah. this is really just a social club for wealthy people and they are using this cartoon well the nfl is working class because they're talking about when there was a manufacturing industry and then people really did go to the games and wear undershirts and drink beer and Whatever, smoke big cigarettes, whatever they did. <laughs> Smoking big cigarettes. <laughs> big cigs. Hand me my big cig, honey. I'm going to the game. Back yeah. in the day, when people could safely have a, you know, you could be an alcoholic and a heavy smoker and have yeah. a good job with benefits. Exactly. And you yeah, could God, smoke in a NICU unit For real. at a hospital. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many packs of cigarettes do you have? Aunt, you know, aunt whatever who operates a drill press. She had well, five I mean, packs of cigarettes in her funny, fucking purse. But this is like a thing, though, too. Like this conversation about how how different things are, like because there is no middle class, is something I brush up against with a lot of like like baby boomer people that I know. When like they talk about like like 
like so one person's like, oh, I'm worried about my grandson. He's like, I don't want him to be one of these like kids in their 20s who lives at home still. And I'm like, do you know what the world is like for people that are trying to get a job? And she said, well, you know, when I when I got out of high school, I worked at a diner and I was able to pay for my own apartment. And I go, (laughs) you cannot fucking do that anymore. That's a fucking mirage. That is not, Her that's not existing. Her apartment $3 a month yeah, for a, 100%. a 10 bedroom. And like, yeah, this is yeah, all. Yeah, it came with a carton of cigarettes every month. <laughs> <laughs> that's I a lived... benefit. It was, one exactly. of the benefits it was a Lucky Strike sponsored housing uh, Do you have any non-smoking like units? What the hell is that? Oh, no. what the fuck are you saying? What's a non-smoking unit? Wait, are What's you like. What's a unit? Do you have like a yeah. pulmonary disease or something? Is that why you need that? Why you want, I... wait, you want a unit with more smoke? <laughs> no, no smoke. Is there not enough smoke? Is that what we have ones we with smoke and we have ones with a lot of yeah. smoke? Because we only can open up some holes have. in your walls and let more smoke draft in if you want. Yeah. We put windows mm-hmm. in it. I don't know what you want. Open the windows. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like there is this the idea where a lot of older people <laughs> believe that th- that that that's the pace of things in this country still. Like you know, even like like people who like in my family were like bus drivers and people of color and still managed to like have some semblance of like being able to get a house at some point. But again, these are all, this is, that's all just fucking vaporware. And, you know, I think a lot of younger people in America are made to feel like shit about themselves because everyone's like, well, when I did this or I did that, it's like, yeah, okay, fine. And there were also slaves at one point, but like, this is a different fucking reality. And now we're just looking at a bunch of people who need opportunity, don't have it. And we just see further wealth accumulation at the top. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. We'll get into some some real fucking news. The You're Ron listening DeSantis. to the Daily Zeitgeist on iHeartMedia. <laughs> Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it you know like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tdz all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. (laughs) I like that. Uh, What do you want to talk about? Ron DeSantis? Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. What's the matter with his pants? I just want to know what's the matter with his pants. Well, he's always wearing those cow pleated. He's always wearing those cowboy boots. Yeah, but those pants, man, his pants. Like he either has bow legs or he's impersonating a man with bow legs. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you think? He he looks like freaking his legs look like freaking uh, what's it? Yosemite Sam's legs. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is a great. And his legs got got like that from riding that goddamn horse. That's what I you mean. Know, I don't think. Yeah. I don't. Th- yeah, I think. I think. No, well, that's, I mean, his legs got that wears, way from riding a coke brother. Well, he wears those like <laughs> cowboy boots that give him like an extra two inches of height, which is a thing I'm always looking at. I'm like, wow, two inches of toxic power. Toxic, yeah, toxic power. <laughs> so. As we've talked about before, you know, we, we knew that DeSantis was going to announce. And we also learned that he wanted to formally launch the campaign using an interview with none other mm-hmm. than Elon Musk on a, on Twitter spaces, uh, which great. Elon Musk was saying, like, they'll just was like, this is this is hyped. You know, this is going to be a groundbreaking moment. He got the breaking part right, because the whole <laughs> thing was a fucking disaster, a cluster fuck, if you will. Mm. And again. How could you have foreseen this? Because it's only a tech company that laid off 80% of its staff. How could they have any kind of technical issues? I just don't understand. Elon Musk was just advocating for laying off more people at tech companies. But again, this was the result. And if when it started, right, 600,000 people tuned it. But then there was all kinds of problems. There was fucking feedback, echoes. The audio was like sounded worse than that clip. Crofton just played for us. <laughs> That's unnecessary. You didn't have to do that. I'm not an owner of a big tech company. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Sorry. But even that was better, Chris. Even I didn't that lay off was 80% better. of anybody. <laughs> All that to say that's that. That's why like, that clip said it's so bad. Is Chris laid laid off eighty percent of his tech? Once Justin gets once Justin and Victor and Becca get through with it, it's going to sound crystal clear, and you guys are going to sound like assholes. I, in a way, I think it's better. It's more authentic to the voice of this show. Uh, that we give people so many that, times I've put unintelligible shit on this show. No, not even, not even. The, again, your episode where you had the wrong mic in your hand and you had the insane. laptop recording your audio behind you is still and the I was most holding a mic episode. like out in the yard. I was holding a mic out in the yard. Yeah, it was amazing. But like, I look out after you're like, nothing. 
the mic was fucking behind me. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you guys were so nice about that. I can't believe that made it to dude, the air. That would fucking, never happen now. This is, dude, <laughs> you know this. Show. That would never happen now. Now that I hire people, Art Radio's got their shit together. That in, thing. People don't tune into Daily Zeitgeist for the professionalism. <laughs> they tune goodness. in for its authenticity yeah. and okay, just, good. Thank you God. Know, I'm authentic as hell. Chaotic nature. Brought to you by <laughs> iHeartMedia. <laughs> I'm so authentic. But anyway, so authentic. I so, have no money. People who are trying to tune in, they got logged out of like Twitter completely, some people. And, you know, this went on for like 20 fucking minutes. And then the moderator, David Sachs, who's like Elon Musk's business partner, said that they were, he's like, we're kind of melting the servers. And, you know, that's actually kind of a good thing, which fuck, fuck off. No, it yeah. is. It's, mm-hmm. it's indicative mm-hmm. of how yeah. shitty and unstable Twitter is right now. It's not because you broke the fucking internet. That's and you what could hear going for you. Yeah, you could hear Elon Musk in the background saying he's like, oh, like, I'm working to allocate more server capacity. Like, this is fucking Star Trek or some shit. Like, why and, does he have a mic? <laughs> Just let him, let well, him Well, because he was also part of this, like, weird triangular conversation then the feed fucking cut out completely (laughs) with like a notice for people that said this twitter space has ended and then it started again 25 minutes late and then this time there were only forty thousand people joining in and then it eventually got close to a hundred thousand people so it means that half a million people just fucked off after that they're like i'm off this like i only went i only came to see that it was a disaster and it was half a million bots yeah, or whatever it is. But again, like the idea <laughs> it's not of even real people. A lot of people are pointing out that like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez had more people watching her on Twitch playing fucking Last of Us or, you know, or, or Among Us or like whatever streaming video gameplay than even Ron DeSantis did like at the like once this shit got going, like had just like even less people. So the idea that like this broke the fucking internet, I think is just it's it's all fucking What did Elon Musk say he was doing? Like putting up attaching more servers or whatever? Yeah. Allocating more server space, yeah, Captain. That's slang for smoking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> to allocate more server space. Yeah, just did a bu- that means he did a bump off his hand. <laughs> He's like, hey, hand me that fucking light bulb. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> his hand transplant. <laughs> hey, hey, Scotty, beam me up. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So again, then DeSantis just went on and just parroted a bunch of like tired ass talking points that we've already heard in like this re- pre-recorded video he released earlier in the, in the day. And he was also asked why he made the announcement on Twitter instead of TV. And he was his answer was basically like, oh, you know, I love Elon Musk. And it's it's really to do with the fact that he's a, quote, free speech advocate. Uh huh. Uh huh. We're going to keep doing that. And then at that point, even Fox News was fucking with DeSantis when he came on for the interview. Like later that night, the host was like, well, just so you know, Fox News will not crash during this interview. And he had got to him do all that. Yeah. I think, again, this is just part of like how terrible DeSantis's decision making is already like in regards to like again fucking everything right his singular focus on being like getting notoriety and grabbing attention has led him into like a losing battle with Disney and now he wants to go worship at the altar of fucking Elon because he thought it would be you know groundbreaking like this is the new shit it in fact was not and the moderator when this whole thing started off one of the first things they started talking about was fucking Twitter not even Ron DeSantis' no. announcement. First things so, first. Yeah, the Twitter guys played Ron DeSantis also because yeah. they were trying to show that you could use Twitter spaces as like a viable way for right wing shit. And and like and they were trying to gin up ad dollars. 
I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Ron DeSantis just couldn't say no. I bet Musk just said like, hey, man, I'm Elon Musk. And Ron DeSantis was like, oh, oh cool. boy. And cool. he's like, how about you launch your campaign on my fucking app that doesn't even work? And he was like, oh, okay. Like, he couldn't say no. You know, I yeah. feel like he probably just has like an in-crowd moment. Like, Ron DeSantis just wants to be popular. He's obviously a freak. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, uh, there's a quote from a, like a, I guess a huge Republican donor who said, in regards to Ron DeSantis, there's two types of donors. There are people that believe that Ron DeSantis is a viable candidate. And then there are those who have actually met Ron DeSantis. <laughs> this is what a Republican donor said. He's like, this guy is so fucking awkward. Like he does. There's nothing about him that feels presidential. And they're like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, I don't know if I want to give him my fucking money after no, my interaction with him. If he's serious about running for president, which I guess he is, like, I mean, who cares? I mean, <laughs> at this point, yeah, serious. I'd say he's serious. But, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's serious. But then I I mean, going to do it. I really feel like his advisors <laughs> fucked up. Like, they were probably like, don't say yes. And he couldn't resist to well, say yes to Elon Musk because that was a dumb idea. That was a, I mean, on oh, its yeah. face, why the fuck would you launch anything on an app? I mean, that's exactly. Just I mean, this, this is the thing. Like, I, I think his own handlers obviously know he's bad in person. That's why, like, his second huge campaign ad, uh, like, where he was running, I think, for for re-election, it was a voiceover of someone else's voice and just visuals of Ron DeSantis. Because when you hear his voice, he's kind of like this, and it's just uh-huh. sort of, you know, with Florida, you just fucking, you're like, fucking shut good. the fuck up, dude. You have the worst fucking voice. That was no one right wants on. to hear it, and it's just fascist bullshit coming out all the time. So you have that. There's plenty of fucking video clips of you on Twitter where you look an absolute fucking clown, just like <laughs> like with his like fake laughs and shit. He's his just, jaw unhinges. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, it sucks to say like, man, like Trump even doesn't have like shit like that. Like the best you can do is like him like sniffling or just like, you know, like weird shit like that. You never see him like fake laugh. He rarely laughs himself. So just visually, I think he's coming off like as a completely different person than Ron DeSantis. And again, Putting announcing your fucking presidency on an app where there's no video, like I think is further evidence that like we don't need like they shouldn't even see you, bro. Just fucking mm-hmm. announce. Wait, there. there wasn't even supposed to be video? There was no no no. It's just, just pure an audio. audio launch. Pure audio <laughs> launch. Chris, you don't use spaces on Twitter. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> fucking planet? does. No, I don't know it does. I met my wife on spaces. <laughs> you did. It, it, it's a beautiful marriage. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think he's a lovely voice. Yeah, she's not here. I don't know where she went. (laughs) Maybe that is the genius of having, of launching it on spaces, is that compared to Elon Musk, Ron DeSantis looks like the most empathetic, like socially adept person in the entire world. Maybe that's, you put him next to Elon. I mean, as somebody who used to work in politics, Mm -hmm. I'm struck just by how fucking bad this was. Like, if you're announcing your candidacy, it's actually important where and how you do it. That's like just like 101 of like your messaging thing, right? Like are you, you couldn't even fucking do it in person or in your own fucking state, not even a swing state and like tie that to whatever your overall campaign message is. And then like the content of the announcement just gave no one a fucking vision for what his presidency would look like. He just talked about all the woke shit that he's pulling, like pushing back on. And that's not even, you're literally talking just regression the whole fucking time. You're not offering anybody like, no, and I would stop that. And I don't like that there's trans rights and I don't like Disney. Okay. That's the world you live in. You're all of your fucking problems still exist. Like, you know, no healthcare 
and other shit like that. Even like Trump have like deployed this like faux populism to try and give people something. But like Ron DeSantis is like, I'm fucking cruel. Okay. Yeah. I'm cruel. That's it. You like that? And I'm also too much of a wimp to push back on Donald Trump. I will never say his name because I'm shook daddy. That's me. <laughs> like, that's just what it's going to be. And we've said the only way someone's going to beat Trump is if you come for his fucking neck. I'm over but here Googling shook daddy. Shook daddy. You know what I mean? Just you're shook, baby. You're yeah, shook I know. If, I yeah. know a kind no, of. No, shook is. daddy is one. I don't know. I've, I've, one of the my opposite of a lit it. daddy. Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> he's shook. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> you're reading that. You just read that <laughs> off the screen. <laughs> but Urban Dictionary. Every Urban Dictionary says everything means fucking. Doesn't matter what word. <laughs> just look up any word. They're like that means fucking. that means fucking. Like really, dad? That means person you'd like to fuck. A flashlight. <laughs> no, that's a, flashlight. an ottoman. That's a person you'd like to fuck <laughs> on the streets. That's a Turkish person you'd like to have yeah. sex with. On the streets. What? That's a, yeah. Who <laughs> likes to put their feet up? Yeah. When Fire that's hydrant? Happening. That's, that's a having you feet want to up fuck. sex. Uh, but, like, you know what's even wild? Like, even W, Bush too, had an announcement speech that offered people just an idea of the America he was trying to create. Like, everyone's done. And I, even, I fucking hate that I even have to give him that kind of, or just uh, juxtapose the two and be like, this fucking guy even knew what the fuck was going on. But again, he had more of a real machine behind him, whereas DeSantis just feels like it's like a lot of his him and his wife collaborating and a bunch of bad ideas swirling around. But I don't know. I would imagine when you do a campaign launch, the one of the most important parts of it after message is eliminating variables in the announcement. And you mentioned it earlier. He the. Twitter issues with their software and their tech, like when they laid off 80% of their engineers, there has been a pattern of problems that Twitter has had. Right. So it's why would you sign up for something that's not even just a variable that could happen? It's been happening. Yeah. That the app has been having issues. So, right. And uh, especially when you're going up against where do you want to have yeah. your mother's 80th birthday party? Oh, at that restaurant that has the F rating from the health department that only yeah, has two yeah. people. And no working. ramp. Yeah, and the really steep staircase. <laughs> yeah, it's a jagged, it's a jagged rock pathway up there, yes. and there's no, there's nothing like that's like it's like what, like you look at him like what the fuck were you thinking? But again, I think that's like this his whole like sort of uh, you could describe his whole governorship as what the fuck are you thinking? And is again, that- he just wants all he wants to do is carve out this like I'm fighting against the woke bullshit and. You know, he thinks that's enough. And it's just uh, it's not going to be because at the end of the day, you're going to you're eventually going to cross paths with Trump. And he's already calling you Meatball Ron, which I hate to say is kind of fucking funny. (laughs) It's like Meatball Ron. It's devastating. It's the meanest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. (laughs) To be completely honest. Old pudding pudding boy. I think he's got somebody. Somebody's going to go after his legs. I mean, you got to look at this. It's not his legs. It's his pants. But I'm not the only one who's seen this. This is like some I've seen it. Somebody said something about it. They've they've approached me. (laughs) Maybe a world star, world star. That's maybe what it was. World oh, star I mean, there, there, there is this one picture where I think he goes into like a disaster zone. I think it's this one where he's wearing the boots. Yeah, he's got crazy. Oh, my fucking God. But the best is when you see this is like after Hurricane Ian, how him and his wife, like it's like she dresses him like they're in the exact same. Oh, my God. They're white, gorgeous, white (laughs) disaster boots. They look like white Power Power Rangers. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out the White Ranger. 
Yeah. I mean, again, this is fucking hell. This is what's so weird, too. Like, he's he's also so caught up in this, like, toxic masculinity shit. Like, he's and he doesn't even know where he fits. It's like, I got to have my boots with the lifts always. He's dangerous. He's a dangerous person. I mean, he Mm -hmm. went to Yale. I think that's so fucking. I don't understand. These people all went to Yale and Harvard. Yeah, Uh, I I don't understand what these these universities are teaching it's these are just, supposed to be good institutions. What kind of values do they teach these people? Well, depending on what you're trying to do, right? If you're like going to like business school or whatever, it's just capitalist finishing. Yeah. School. Why you know don't I mean? they mm-hmm. fix that? Because they're turning out tyrants. I think people should be fucking telling them that. I mean, well, this is absurd. This guy is more, actually. Yeah. I think more than that, like it's the university. It's just the, it's just the class of it all. You know, like it's just that this 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 one percent class is the one that's churning out all the people that get all the advantages. Yeah. How does this up, charmless, violent creep? Ron DeSantis, which he ultimately is. He's a violent person because his, yeah. his legislation is violent toward toward transgender people, toward LGBTQ people. That's the thing about these people is here's the thing is like there is no policy. I mean, I think everybody knows this, but Republicans right. don't have any policies. No. All they have is tax avoidance. And they've already done that so successfully that all the money's already at the top. And now it's just about getting more police on the streets, just uh, cementing their positions right. and preparing for the ultimate like when all these poor people charge their towers, they're just going to have a militarized police to protect them. I mean, that's yeah. how dark this is. So the, the, the reason why Ron DeSantis and the Republicans have nothing to offer except for this anti-woke stuff is because they have no policies because no. they want the government to collapse. They want everything to be privatized. So we got people like, well, I, I was reading about, well, you know, uh, what's his name? The guy, he, now he's in trouble. Um, Noam Chomsky, you know, because I guess mm-hmm. he had something, some dealings with uh yeah, Epstein. Epstein. But he said that the, he described the Republicans just the other day as as an as an insurrection. It's been an insurrection since the the since Nixon. Yeah. When they realized their pop policies of just corporatism aren't popular, so they switched to culture war stuff. But ultimately, they're trying to take over because they can't win fairly because they have no, no policies that would ever make anyone vote for them. But yeah, so they're like, just is- doing culture war. But even culture war, that's why they're actually starting to sort of like the insurrection and stuff is they're trying to take over because they know they don't have a brand that could be popular. I mean, there's nothing to offer people. Their policies are all just transfer of wealth upward. And so Ron DeSantis is just um, I just don't understand how this guy graduated from Harvard. Didn't he have any professors that said like, hey, you're man, you're a creep. Like, we're not going to give you a I mean, what 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 happens at these colleges? Where do you I just don't understand where all these like Mike Pompeo, these these freaks. How do they come out of these colleges? I mean, I guess he went to West Point or something. That makes well, sense. Well, look, I guess. it's there. Are, there are overlords, you know, uh, and you either get yeah, in line. Or, we should speak about them with respect. Yeah. Whoa, no, tone can... shift. <laughs> <laughs> got to be both. No, sides. I went to Yale. You went to Yale? No, no. But thank you for your oh, incredulous <laughs> response. <laughs> No, I'm just going to be like, you no, I took it as a compliment. Shit. You piece no, of shit. You rascal. <laughs> you white you rascal. rascal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you rascal. White you fucking rascal. <laughs> you motherfucking rascal, you. All right. Yeah. Well, Yale Secret Society called like the Skull and Bones or something. What is it called? Skull and Bones? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 No, really? no follow up thing. I was just asking. I think. Yeah, I no, Googled just while good to talking. let you know. Skull yeah, and bones. You. Only Skull only cool bones. stuff comes out of there. And like, yeah, to your point, I mean, this is again, we're this is the late we're in the layer in that stage, late stage capitalism, where it gives way to fascism. This is the yeah. cycle. 
because late stage capitalism embroils too many people in poverty and they'll begin to ask questions. And the only way to fight back against poor people or working people saying, what the fuck is going on? Everybody is stealing our fucking money is, uh oh, sorry, police state assholes, because we don't want to keep answering these fucking questions or change the status quo. And we need to do everything we can to protect it. Uh, so anybody who's not talking about like real change, you know, it's that's why I'm running for office. I'm not kidding. I mean, that's really why I'm running, because I've reached the end point of bitching. Like I can't like I wrote a column for the Nashville scene. The, it was my last one because I can't write anymore because I'm a ca- candidate now. So going. it's like free advertising. Like if it's like uh, if I'm writing, I guess I could be interviewed by the Nashville scene, but I can't actually write a column right. for them because then they have to give everybody a column if they're a candidate. So right. but my last column was this is fascism. And I I, I, I didn't. People sort of were like, I don't see it, you know, like, I don't see it. It's not it's not going to look the same. My point was, it's not going to look the same as like the 40s exactly, you know, mm-hmm. but we have the built in racism that we have in this country from day one. You know, it's like not even like we have to activate some. We already have these boogeymen that this that, that, that the right wing has used for years and years already. You know, I mean, right. there's there's already the built in. Uh, anyway, my, my my point is just that that I um I don't. What is it? Authoritarian democracy? You know, what is gerrymandering? I mean, that's fascism. Authoritarian democracy. You know what I mean? Like, what is What do you call it then? I mean, I realize fascism sounds really horrible. And if you have kids and I don't like I don't I don't think that's something you want to hear. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying how else are you going to describe what's happening? Right. We're we're criminalizing people's existence at every level. You're poor. You're criminal. You're trans. You're criminal. You're gay. You're criminal. You're not cis white Christian. You're we'll find a way to make your activities as a person criminal or that you're not protected by the law if someone wants to drop, like, run you over in a fucking car. Yeah, and this insane attacks, these insane attacks on the transgender community are just the most naked, you know, like, uh, I, I just, just they're just like... I don't even know if it's naked, it's fascist. It is, yeah, yeah, it is just <laughs> fully formed yeah. fascist. Just, uh, just, yeah, it's just, it's just really happening, and, it's, it's, and it's, it's hard to even get your head around. So I think people just, in some ways, willfully, or just can't, confront these things because they're just so dark but anyway running for office i think is a good idea because at least i don't know at least you're in the in there doing getting trampled i mean i feel like i'm gonna get trampled once i get in there it's not like i'm gonna be able to like when i my friend who's helping me run was like what's your platform and i was like you know i'm like well i mean what's that (laughs) Twitch. Well, no, it's like platform. platform. Uh, I don't know. Probably uh, I can't even think of a fucking platform. So, so uh, MS Paint. Uh, Nine and three quarters. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. You guys go. I mean, look, your platform is at the end of the day. You oh. want everything for everybody. My platform. No, but he was like, he was like, I was, I was like, I want to try and get community back and i think public transportation good public transportation is one way to do that is to yeah. have everybody together you know in some sometimes not always in a car just in some truck just honking and screaming that's not a good model for anything yeah. and then i also was like guns you know i want to get rid of guns and he's like well you're gonna sound crazy if you say you want to get rid of guns because if you think as a city council member you're gonna be able to get rid of any guns you're out of your fucking mind yeah so i had to like get my I want to run though with the energy of a guy who's running for president. You got it. Yeah, you know what that, I mean? Like I'm going to say yeah, shit. I don't care. I'm going to say shit that we can't do. Yeah. Everyone. Look, you you know, should have every- announced on Spaces is what you should have done. And that's, that's what that's, I should have done. But I think you can come back. Hey, we can redo it. We, hey, look, I'll hop on board. I'll be an advisor to your campaign. Mm-hmm. I've got a little experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so. fuck yeah. 
I, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. And hey, also, I want to. I bet if there's people Zeit Gang, if you have like some real policy shit, hit me up too. Because look, we can okay. crowdsource this platform for. Profit. I'm not kidding. I'm 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 really. I have so much support here in town, and uh, uh, people think I have a shot to win, but it is going to be a struggle. I'm going up against people who are, you know, yeah, well funded and aren't guys on cold with brew gray all the time. hair that parted gray hair, you know, yeah, and they are the ones that win. Mike Pence looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all you got to do is make fun of them. Be like, dude, this guy doesn't even fucking know music. And well, I don't want to be like, too oh, crazy, though, oh. too, because then people, I can't be like full comedian. Like, you know, I can't be like, Chris, Cold it is a fine line. Chris, I don't, I, know, like, Chris, I don't know if you're going to be able to suppress that part. Of I you. can't run around town saying Cold <laughs> got me like. You might, but you might. And it might take everybody by storm. They're like, <laughs> well, I've got a whole camp guy. I've talked to some advisors who are like, you got to do the comedy stuff. And then other people are like, no, you got to like, you know, you got to be more centrist and start talking about zoning and stuff. And so like, I'm really already like, well, I think, look, it's like anything, right? I think a good candidate is somebody who's going to articulate things that people weren't quite able to articulate and in a way that's going to connect them to their own situation. Where like, you can be like zoning, but this is how it affects you. Also, I think it's bullshit. And then put your own Croft and yeah. spin on it. Yeah. I'll say you like, you I mean? want a chicken? You want a pinball machine? I'm tired of people telling you you got to go talk to somebody about it. Wait, that's wrong? I want people to have to talk about it? All right. You want to get a chicken? You're going to need to fill out paperwork. Wait, I, I, wanna... need, to, I need to bow to big chicken's demand? Pro chicken. <laughs> you want more than two chickens on your property? There's going to be a shit ton of paperwork. That's yeah. all I got to say. Vote Crofton. All right. Well, vote a Crofton. rooster? Go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. A pinball machine? No paperwork. I love those things. Especially if they're made by Midway Games. All right. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about Barbie, the movie, I oh, made yeah. after this. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Barbie, Chris, you hear that? Holy shit, I've been waiting for this movie. (laughs) Finally. Uh, oh, I, I Margot Robbie to... looks just like Barbie, so it's going to be great. <laughs> That's exactly like Barbie. Uh, the, I just want to bring this up because I, I myself was always like, is the Barbie girl song going to ever by Aqua ever going to be in like the Barbie movie? It just feels as a millennial, I'm like it has to be. There's only one Barbie song. The new the trailer just came out. I've heard you do. Huh? The screaming about that. Topic. Oh, I know. You, you won't know. stop talking about it. Jack, so I remember we had to shelf a whole episode when you were on. I remember because it's all I was talking yeah. about. Like we started over because it was worth Jack it. was like, please stop talking about fucking Barbie. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so upset. Um, I get it. But this new this new uh, fucking trailer actually uses the track from Aqua um, in the last couple seconds. But it kind of feels like this Sonic the Hedgehog moment where like all of the internet was like, where the fuck is Barbie Girl by Aqua and your marketing? This is bullshit. And then suddenly, you know, the studio is just kind of like, all right, fine. Let's fucking add it in case the fans just com- completely like lose it on us. Like to the <laughs> point where like one fan just like re-edited the, like, the previous trailer to include the song. And it was actually like way better. It like it all worked together. But it was previously reported that the movie would in no uncertain terms, they would not be using the song. And uh, Lini Nystrom of the band speculated that it might have to it might have been because it was too on the nose for the film. Uh, Although I feel like everything about this film has been pretty on the nose. (laughs) Yeah, take the layup. But the whole other thing is that apparently where they tracked down Lini Nystrom. (laughs) (laughs) No, for comment. Uh, I mean, who's living on the side of a volcano. (laughs) <laughs> Probably right next to Leany Bloomingdale's. <laughs> we caught up with Leany. Min- <laughs> we caught up with her in Sumatra on the side of her in her treehouse on the side of a volcano. <laughs> but the other reason might be because uh, back in the '90s, Mattel, the, the the makers of Barbie, they sued Aqua over the song, but they mm. lost the case. Hell so yeah. in 1997, nice. <laughs> Mattel took Aqua's Hell record label, yeah. MCA at the time, okay. shout out when MCA was a thing, uh, to court, alleging <laughs> that the song made, quote, unauthorized use of the t- uh, unauthorized use of the toy manufacturer's Barbie doll trademarks and likeness and argued that the band the brand was tarnished by lyrics that, quote, associate sexual and other unsavory themes with Mattel's Barbie products. Because, you know, there was stuff like kiss me here, touch me there, hanky panky. Uh, you can touch, you can play, I'm always yours. Make me walk, make me talk, do whatever you please. I can act like a star, I can beg on my knees. You know, all that. The band was saying that, like, it was actually about plastic surgeries. And some parts were intended as sexual. But after the lawsuit, their lawyers, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Don't don't, don't talk about that. Don't say anything about the sexual shit, because that's what they're suing you about. What the fuck was that? Oh, shit. My own fucking Siri just went off. Anyway, so then MCA. <laughs> hey, Siri, fi- where can I find a doll with conservative <laughs> fine family values? <laughs> uh, 
and then so there was a countersuit filed by MCA Records, and they said because they said that they they called their quote alleged trademark violation a crime, and they're like that's bullshit. Things got so fucking heated with these two lawsuits that the judge literally had to say, this is a quote from the court documents, quote, the parties are advised to chill. The judge said, chill the fuck out to both fucking parties. <laughs> I just love that. That's where the judge is. You got to chill out. The parties are advised to chill. What year at this was moment. this? 1997. Yeah. Before 9-11, people were in a better mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't hearing <laughs> that in post 9 11. You know what documents. I mean? There are people talking about chill, like the Dude, future looks chill, bright. man. You're advised yeah. to chill, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have not heard that word once since 2001. <laughs> it's been no. completely absent from the lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. it stuck around. September 10th, 2001, <laughs> the, last, the last day of chill. Well, no, like, you know, like back then it was like, the, this is as bad as it's going to get. This, the future mm-hmm. looks just like it's nothing but Barbie lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was at the time I remember I was in law school studying Barbie law. Everything felt like it was going in the right direction. Then 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. But both suits were eventually thrown out. And Mattel was like, you know, Mattel said they were disappointed. And MCA was like, it's a it's a victory for free speech. Uh, the band was just like, this is great publicity. But yeah. it's just funny that like, like why they wouldn't include the song. Because when they're saying like, oh, we don't like the sexual undertones. Like, because if you've seen the trailer for the the film like there's a whole scene where ken keeps talking about beaching guys off and he's like anyone wants to beach him off has to beach me off first and you're like i mean look you're, this you're, you're embracing away, the right? camp yeah exactly i keep seeing this episode it's so annoying you can cut it all out i keep going i never do that usually have you been doing that I, I haven't even noticed oh good good but i've been doing it a bunch yeah i don't know a lot why. of people but gonna... anyway greta gerwig uh-huh what what is this gonna be what what have you, has anyone ever seen Greta Gerwig's other movies? What's yeah. going to happen? Like, I mean, Barbie's going to go indie rock. Uh, Barbie actually has an existential crisis. There's after... going to be a Shin song playing during that. <laughs> it's going to be an upside cut my thumb song. New slang. They're going to play that, and Barbie's going to find out she shouldn't live in her dream house and she should be like a volunteer or something. That's going to be some bullshit, man. Greta Gerwig, this is bullshit. And also, I'm tired of people being cast in movies that look like the people. Why don't we do some casting that's interesting? So who? I, mm-hmm. You should have been Ken. Just anybody. I don't know. I like the I idea think, of like, you Samuel being Jackson. Ken. Samuel Jackson as Barbie. Sign me up. <laughs> I mean, for real. Let's do something interesting. Like get somebody who looks like Barbie. Wait, like, Chris, this is your campaign. Sam Jackson it. should be Barbie. Everybody. Sam Jackson should be Amelia Earhart. Sam Jackson should be everybody and, and everybody should do different crazy, you know, do crazy casting. It's that it's the end of the world. Let's do some interesting shit. Like, yeah. oh, we'll get Greta Gerwig. We'll get Greta Gerwig. Oh, Greta Gerwig, thinking outside the box, decides to get Margot Robbie because she looks like Barbie and she talks like Barbie. It's the worst idea already. I don't want to see it. And then I know what she's going to do, because if you saw... What was the name of that person? No, no, Nanette or something. The one who was like her other one about the lady who had a nervous breakdown and ended up being a ballet instructor. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that movie that she Licorice did. Pizza. Is called, <laughs> I don't no, know No, it's anything. called Licorice Pizza, the Tangerine Monkey. I hate that movie. So, uh, the um, no, the movie that she did last time about the woman who had a nervous breakdown. It's called like On the Edge or like Greta Gerwig Goes Crazy. <laughs> What's it called? The last one she did. The last one she did was mm, as a writer about that herself. She played herself. Or was it Noah Baumbach's? Was that Noah Baumbach's mov- movie? 
I don't know, dude. The movie that about the woman, it's called like Parakeet Williams or something. It's like it's 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 her. She plays a white lady who has a nervous breakdown and is saved by like she becomes a ballet dancer or something. It doesn't matter. I would have it's seen be Parakeet quirky, Williams. It's gonna be like okay. Amelie. It's gonna be like Amelie. All the movies I've seen by Greta Gerwig or some variation on Amelie, which is where some like weird girls like accidentally stumbles into a, a twee existence. And that's what's going to happen to Barbie. She's going to end up working at a record store and there's going to play that Shin song. <laughs> All right. I love that. The Shins were also Prediction. sued by Mattel, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> it has been presaged by none other than Chris Crofton. You have heard it here first, folks. Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Zeitgeist today, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. You I have... can't believe I had to exit on that absurd me trying to remember the name of that movie. But okay, Hey, Parakeet Williams sounds... Look, I, I'm I'm notoriously behind on movies, but I love Parakeet Williams. Oh, Francis Ha is what Victor That's said. it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Parakeet it. Williams. It's about a that's lady from who's 2012. Like, that was so long ago. I was like, oh, wait, what? Uh, Her oh no! Movie? I'm gonna turn my mic on. <laughs> hey, shout out Parakeet Williams, though. That's oh my god. Oh, my oh I god. just love it. Please, uh, someone, please, uh, someone prompt chat GPT to write the script for Parakeet Williams, whatever that, whatever that film is. Chris, where can people find you, follow you, listen to you, donate to your campaign and all that? Um, donating to the campaign is probably the most important thing for me right now. And that's on Act Blue. Um, you just put in my name, Chris Crofton, and uh, the, the name of the campaign is uh, Crofton for Council. And I honestly, I'm, I'm in the process of setting up that account right now. I'm waiting for them to email me back. So it might be Monday before it's up, but act okay. blue. And uh, then the other stuff is just a, the, uh, the Cobra Got Me Like podcast and uh, at the Crofton Show on Twitter and um, Instagram. There it is. Uh, is there a work of social media, any media that you've been enjoying recently? I'll just do the one that I love, <laughs> the, love the most, which is the, um, the hell is it? It's the one that's um, about the calculator app. Do you guys know that one? No. <laughs> it ain't about SpongeBob. Oh my God. Oh my God. Remember. Oh, hell no. Nah. They burn in SpongeBob's spussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. I mean, that seriously is the best reason for the world to end. Like, I'm grateful for the world ending just so I got that meme. Yeah, you can, you can witness all that. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about, Blake? I don't. I, it's I, a I don't know what it is. It's a SpongeBob float from a parade and it's a hot air balloon. So it's got a. You can see the flame underneath SpongeBob's. Well, just it's a hot air balloon, but it says yeah, yeah. Yeah. someone took a picture of it and says and wrote "Hell no, nah, oh hell no, nah, they burning SpongeBob's spussy." <laughs> you know, I mean that's just the greatest thing that anyone's ever. What's your that's, current? What's your current favorite? That makes William Shakespeare sound like an idiot. <laughs> Uh, just uh, all right. I'm just gonna. I can't remember it. You guys go. You can't remember. So you're seating. Oh, here you're it seating? is. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, okay. I, I won't seat. Okay. Josh Letterman, parentheses, old friend ninety nine said, playing around in calculator app. Some of these numbers are huge. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, some of these numbers are fucking huge. That's like I, it's from a while ago, but I love that so much. Uh, Blake. Thank you so much for joining Thank me you. on this this night of a thousand laughs. 
Uh, well, where can people find you, follow you, and and what's, uh, you know, oh, I've thrown some tour dates and what's some social media shit you like? Yeah, why not? Uh, people could find me at Blake Wexler on all social media. And then also I will be at Blue Ridge Comedy Club in Bristol, Tennessee, which is far away from you, Chris. Unfortunately, I would love to have seen you, but it's on the border of Virginia, half of the streets of Virginia, half of the streets, Tennessee. I might go to that. I might go. I would love to see you. Sincerely, period. I would love to see you. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I have a stand-up comedy special coming out this summer at some point. It's called uh, Daddy Long Legs. It's my first hour special, so I will plug that at another point. And cool. then as far as social media goes, I, I saw Carl Tart uh, post this where it was it was an NBA thing from a few weeks ago. But it uh, it's from Never Devin Parker on either Instagram or uh, TikTok. And it says, uh, John Moran's fa- John Moran's friends before he goes on IG Live. And then it's that uh, that video of, uh, what's his face from uh, Morpheus from... The, the Matrix? Yeah, with the actor. <laughs> oh, Sam uh, Lawrence Fishburne? T- Tamarin, what was it? Peacock melons or whatever. <laughs> uh, <thought> it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Lawrence Fishburne, and he just goes, "Somebody get this man a gun!" <laughs> like that clip, <laughs> and it just it made, it made me laugh so hard. It was this character from John Wick. Thank you, oh, producer. Oh, Justin. God. And, <laughs> I was like, I don't and, know. If um, that's from the Matrix. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite part of the Matrix, but yeah. never uh, Devin Parker for uh, that that tick that fantastic. And this was so much fun. And Chris, good luck with your uh, with running for office. You're you're a terrific man. Thanks so much. I love Blake yeah. Wexler. I love yeah. Blake Wexler. He's so funny, naturally funny. Likewise. Shout out SpongeBob. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. Also, a tweet I like is from So Saith Blacklord at jmood eighty eight. Uh, tweeted basically someone. Someone like he tweeted, this DeSantis thing sounds like a GTA radio show. And for people who don't know, the game Grand Theft Audio had built in radio stations. And I just want to play you because this guy just overlaid the Ron DeSantis thing over gameplay footage from the like GTA 5. And it's just funny altogether. These past few years have given me a new appreciation for the fragility of our freedoms. I never thought I would see things in America that we saw during the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, shit. It's fucking amazing. That's fucking Um, genius. That's genius. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, all that, at Miles of Gray, M-I-L-E-S-O-F-G-R-A-Y. A A lot of people have trouble spelling that one. Uh, And also, you can find me and Jack on our basketball podcast, Miles and Jack. I'm at Boosties. You can find Sophia Alexander and I on our, uh, you know, reality show podcast 420 day fiance all of that uh you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist on instagram at the daily zeitgeist we got a facebook fan page and a facebook? website no, well sorry. hold on daily zeitgeist.com where you can find our episodes and our footnotes footnotes thank you <laughs> nailed it uh where you can you know you can check out all the things we talked about or didn't get to talk about um as well as the <laughs> song we're gonna ride out on i want to go out on this so i recently heard this remix, I'm, I'm gotta find it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. find it, and I will bring it to you when I actually lock it down. I think I'm gonna have to like it's, it's on like some DJ record website. But I heard okay, so there's the the, the track "Rock Steady" by Aretha Franklin is fucking goaded. But there's also a Jamaican version by the Marvels that's also fantastic. That has like its own mm-hmm. reggae feel to it. I heard someone mash up the original Aretha vocals with the Marvels reggae like backing track, and it's so fucking good. But for now, I want to at least draw your attention 
to the alternate mix of Rocksteady, the young black or young gifted and black outtake where the drum like the drums are just a little bit funkier than the I like broke the main my hip to listening to Rocksteady. Oh yeah. When I oh. was roller skating and I fell down and broke my hip, Rocksteady well, you, was, you Rock literally Steady did? was playing, yes. Rocksteady, babe. No, yes, and you, it was when Aretha Franklin had died and it was an all Aretha Franklin skating night and I got over excited during Rocksteady and I fell and broke my hip. Oh what? my god. That's how twenty eighteen. Yeah, you broke your hip in 2018. 2018, yeah. But wait, we I feel like we were doing the show and you never fucking brought that up. I definitely must have brought it up. It was from Depakote. <laughs> I was I was on this drug that caused bone loss called Depakote. Anyway, Whoa. that's a whole different can of worms. But anyway, anyway. I broke my cuz Rocksteady's such a good <laughs> job it caused a, such a good song. It caused a 49-year-old <laughs> to break his damn hip. Well, check out this version cuz it's funkier. It will put honey back in those hips. So check out Thank this you. version. Yes, check this one out, the alternate version. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Get we'll your be hips back. wet. <laughs> we'll be back to tell you what's trending. Again, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts free. That's going to do it for us. See you later. Peace the fuck out. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.